in the building. How many knows he's a good God in this house? How many knows the Lord can do anything in here? I'm excited that we're in the house of the Lord here. How about you? How many loves your pastor? Love your pastor's wife and the family. Can't make it without a man of God in your life. Gotta have a man of God in your life. It's my first time here, and and I know we're uh, I know we got to get out at a certain time, but I'll stand here about 30 seconds and let you look at me and figure out if you're gonna like me or not. You know, I, I mean, man, when the pastor said, "Oh my God, we got this speaker," people go, "Oh my God, what has he done to us now?" All right. Now I'm from the South. They say I have an accent. I don't know where they got that from, but uh, there I am. You know, so I'm from Louisiana, and uh, that's right. Yeah. If you go through Louisiana, you got a great chance of making it to heaven. Uh, that's right. Uh, I like to cut up. I like to have fun. Uh, I really love to have a good time in church. If I had to go to a dead church, I just wouldn't go. I'd just stay home and watch Jimmy Swaggart or something. I, I'm not going to go to no dead church. So anyway, and I like to have fun. If you're easily offended, go ahead and run up here real quick, and we'll let Pastor lay hands on you. And then that way you can get the offense off of you and not go through the rest of the service ticked off. All right? Ain't no sense in coming to church and going through the whole church ticked off. I mean, my God, you're supposed to have fun when you come to church. I know God's got a sense of humor. If you don't believe me, look at your neighbor, and uh, that'll prove that right there. And so God's good, is he not? Look at your neighbor. Say, you look better than I do. Some of you are going to have to ask the Lord to forgive you, but we're going to have fun here, huh? All right, now I love to cut up, and I love to have a move of God. So do I got a worshiping church in here today? Thank all the young people for staying up here. I know you didn't have to, but, but you did, and thanks for everybody for showing up. And so we're just going to have fun. Now, I'm not a long preacher if you preach with me. If you don't preach with me, I don't have to preach again till Friday. And uh, I'm not tired, and I'm not thirsty, and I'm not hungry yet. So if you so just go on and preach with me for just a few moments. Is that all right? The Bible said, Behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came Jarius by name. Came Jarius by name. The Bible said that he felt and he saw him and he begged him and earnestly and laying at his feet. And then when it began to happen, he said, I'm begging him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is dead. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So somebody comes and says that daughter's dead, but Jairus is wanting somebody to come and pray the prayer of faith so that she could be healed and she would live. And the Bible said that while he was speaking, some come from the ruler of the synagogue's house and said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the master any further? So first he heard your little daughter's lying at the point of death. Then he hearing why you want to trouble the master any further because now your daughter's passed away. And then the Bible said that as soon as Jesus heard the words that were spoken, he said, do not be afraid, but only believe. So now we got a lot going on. Somebody saying, I need somebody to touch my daughter and pray for her. Then we got somebody saying, well, the daughter's dead. And then the Lord says, hold up, just believe. The Bible said he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Said he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue. He saw a tumult, which was a commotion made by a Lord's crowd. And there was folks that were weeping and wailing loudly. And the Bible said that he came in and he said, Why do you make the commotion and weep? For the child is not dead, but just asleep. So first she's sick. 
Then she's dead. Then the Lord said, only believe. And then Peter, James, and John, they was all. And he said, I got to get them out. Bible said, laughed him to scorn. The Bible said, and they laughed him to scorn. And he had to put them all out. And he took the father and the mother and those who were with him. What he was saying was, he said, you might have to outshout your doubt before it's over with. The devil's saying one thing, but the Lord is saying something else. Then the Bible said he took, took that child by the hand, said to Letha Coon, which was translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. And the Bible said that immediately the girl, she arose, she walked. She was 12 years of age, and they were all overcome with great amazement. Just for the next few moments, I promise I won't preach long if you wouldn't mind preaching with me. Let me preach a little bit about when God steps in. When God steps in, something's going to happen. Can I get an amen? When the Lord steps in, something's going to take place. Can I get an amen? Huh? All right. Tell your neighbor, preach with him for a few moments. You can sit down if you would like. Here we got a man, he had simple faith. He knew that if he could get Jesus to step into his daughter's life, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit and go back a little bit over it. He just knew that if he could get Jesus to step into his daughter's life, that everything was going to be all right. And even though that Jesus was delayed uh, in reaching uh, Jarius' house, uh, I'm telling you, Jarius uh, did not give up. And even though the messenger of the synagogue, he had a little doubt, he he had heard that Jesus was able to heal the sick, but he wasn't really for sure if he was going to be able to raise the dead. And even though uh, the crowd uh, began to laugh him to scorn, uh, and they begin to say that the child is not dead, uh, but only asleep, uh, here's what Jarius said. Uh, Jarius said, I'm going to have to have a little faith uh, because one person says my baby's dead. Uh, another one says, all I got to do is believe. Uh, and another one says, you know what? We just going to laugh because we don't even think God uh, can do it. Uh, but I'm here to tell somebody my God is alive and well. Uh, my God is not a dead God. My God is not a dried up God. My God is not a plucked up God. Uh, but my God is alive and well. Uh, my God can take care uh, of any situation. Uh, my God can handle any problem. Uh, my God uh, can take care uh, of anything uh, that's going on in your body, your mind, or your spirit. Uh, can I tell somebody uh, that when God stepped into this room. It doesn't matter what kind of sickness. It doesn't matter what kind of disease. It doesn't matter what kind of problem. My God said, I am alive and well. My God said, you have not because you ask not. I'm here to tell somebody God can do anything in this house. Can I tell you that when God steps in, the doubt has to step out. When God steps in, the sin has to step out. When God steps in, the fear has to step out. When God steps in, diseases have to step out. When God steps in, uh, oppression and depression uh, has to step out. But more than that, when God steps in, the devil has to step out. Don't you dare let the devil lie to you. Don't you dare let the devil deceive you. Uh, you ought to stand flat-footed uh, and tell the devil, you're a liar, you're a deceiver, you're the father of lies, uh, and the truth isn't in you. I'm believing that when God steps into this house, uh, anything is possible. There's not a sickness uh, my God can't take care of. 
There's not a situation, I promise you, that my God can't handle. That Bible said faith without works is dead. I don't know what you need from God, but there's one thing that I do know. There's not one thing that my God can't fix with a miracle. That Bible said that it is impossible for God to lie. I'm telling somebody in the house here, you need to get rid of old stinking thinking. Get an old checkup from the neck up and say, I'm about to get a miracle. God is about to work on my behalf. I'm about to dance in advance because I know God can handle my situation. I'm telling you, he's a miracle-working God. I promise you, God can do anything. Had a woman at my home church. Uh, She's going to uh, come to me and uh, Wednesday night. I'm glad tonight's Wednesday night. On a Wednesday night, she said, Brother Smith, she, I said, she said I was at the house today, and the Lord told me I was going to get a miracle. Now, I'm a little different. I'm thinking, well, if the Lord told you at the house you're going to get a miracle, why are you waiting to get to church? Why didn't you just get it at the house? But, you know, I couldn't say that because, you know, I didn't want her to think I was mean or nothing. So, anyway, she said, some people just want to come and get it at the church so they can show off, you know. <laughs> anyway, so she said, I'm going to get a miracle. I said, beautiful. And uh, I said, when are you going to get it? She said, I'm going to get it tonight. I said, really? Yes. Yeah. She said, yeah, Lord told me you was going to pray for me, and I was going to get a miracle. I said, well, I, you know, I ain't going to blow on you tonight with bad breath, and you get your miracle or swoosh you with my jacket or put some Peter Popoff $25 juice on you. I said, you know, if you're going to get your miracle, it's going to come from God. And she said, well, I'm getting it tonight. And I said, oh, okay. I said, so like right now? She said, well, it's probably in a little while. And she said, I can, uh, I can feel it coming on. I said, well, beautiful. So I went up to the bishop, and I said, bishop, I said, she says she's getting a miracle tonight. He said, she is. I'm like, oh, she is? So I'm thinking, well, we better get serious now. The bishop doesn't say she's getting a miracle. And I said, oh, okay. I said, well, you want to come down while she gets it? He said, no, Bubba, you go ahead. Take care of that yourself. I'm thinking, nothing like throwing me to the wolves, you know. I mean, me a little faith here, and I'm thinking she's telling me she's going to get a miracle. So I said, well, what are we going to pray for? Now, I've been knowing her forever, and she said, David, you already know I got a problem. You already know what kind of situation I got. I said, well, that don't mean that's what you need a miracle for. Bible says you have not because you ask not. I can't find out in the Bible where God got all beady eyed and tried to figure out what was wrong with people. But I can find up in the Bible when he walked up and said, what you got need of? He just showed up and said, what is it you're looking for? He just showed up and said, what is it that you want from me? Uh, Doug, God, I'm blind. He said, no problem. <laughs> go with it. There you go. Boom. Now you can see. I'm telling you, everything that God did, somebody always came to him. Don't expect God to come beat down on your door You better get out of that, woe is me. You better just get in your mind. If I'm going to get something from God, I got to get up off my backside, and I got to say, hey, God, I'm not leaving here like I came, but I'm going to leave here walking different. I'm going to leave here talking different. I'm going to leave here getting what I want from God. God ain't going to baby you. God ain't going to whamsy-pamsy you. If you want something from God, you got to come get it. You have not because you... Ask not. Got to open your mouth. Your miracle's in your mouth. What you say is what you're going to get. That's why I don't use words incredible, impossible, unbelievable. All those words are negative. We'll have good church tonight. and People will get on fake book after a while, and here's what they'll say. We had incredible church tonight. What you just said was this church wasn't credible. 
We had unbelievable church tonight. What you just said is church wasn't believable. Boy, it got quiet in here. What you say is what you're going to get. What you speak, that's what God lets happen. Again, I'll say it. That's why I don't use the words incredible, impossible, and unbelievable. Those words are negative. Man, I'm getting old. I get out of bed. I got junk hurting on me that didn't hurt last week. My kids laugh at me. When I get up, I, I, I take off like Charlie Chapman, and then I warm up. Some of y'all laughing because y'all know y'all do the same thing. And all you young bucks, y'all get ready. It's going to happen too. That ain't, that ain't a word of bad prophecy. That tell you that's going to happen. Can I get an amen from the old crew? Yeah. Huh? Get out of bed. I sometimes got to sit there and make sure everything's going to work before I take off. no lack of faith that but listen but I don't get up and say well woe is me it's gonna be a roughing today when I get up I get it in my mind devil you're a liar you're a deceiver you're the father of lies and the truth isn't in you you're not gonna win today I'm gonna win today I tell myself I'm blessed and highly favored and the favor of God is upon me I'm telling somebody you ought to shake yourself and say this is my day this is my time this is my hour Yeah. Let me hurry up. Man, so I'm getting ready to pray. So I said, so what are we going to pray for? She said, Brother Smith, you know. David, you know. I got one leg shorter than the other. I said, yes, ma'am. I know that. She said, I was born that way. I'm not mocking for that kind of stuff, so don't, don't take that wrong. Get all offended. And so she said, yeah, I got this crazy. I got one leg shorter than the other. And I said, yeah. She said, the Lord told me today that he's going to give me a miracle. See, a healing is a process. There's a healing that takes a process, and then there's a healing that is instantaneously. And then there is creative miracles. Most people never speak about creative miracles because most people never seen creative miracles. A creative miracle is born whole, uh, or born one way, but God making you whole. See, there's a healing that's a process. Let me slow that down. That takes a while. And then there's a healing, the Bible says, instantaneously or immediately. And then a creative miracle is born one way, but then God making you whole. Like one leg shorter than the other and it growing out. Maybe no eyeballs, but then there you have eyeballs. Born crippled, but now you're not. That's a creative miracle. So I said, what do you want to pray for? She said, well, how about my legs? The Lord said, I'm getting a miracle today. I'm thinking in my mind, I really need the bishop. I need the main man in charge here. I looked at the bishop. He, he just looked at me. I'm, I'm thinking, man, thanks for leaving me out hanging out to dry. So, you know, I got ready to pray for her. I'm being, see, I'm being so transparent. I know with some people, they'd like to make the story, you know what I'm talking about, like there I was. And all of a sudden, I heard the voice of the Lord. It is I. If that would happen, if that would happen, we'd have the rest of church outside. <laughs> huh? I didn't feel no angels' wings and hear the choir. Hoo, 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 hoo. I didn't get goosebumps. I'm telling. I'm the only sweat. I'm just sweating. I'm thinking, Lord, your reputation's on the line right here. I'm just the vessel. What am I gonna do? Man, I got down. I was so nervous. It was my first leg job. And uh, 
I done seen blind eyes open. I done seen deaf ears unstopped. I done seen crippled people walk. I seen the dead race twice in the States, clinically dead, and they got up. I'm like, booyah, that's smoking right there. <laughs> that right there. I said, that's the boom shakalaka right there. I'm like, dang, nobody. I done seen every miracle in the book of Acts, and none of that gets you to heaven. The Bible said unless you've been born of the water of the Spirit, you can't even enter the kingdom of God. Signs and wonders and miracles ain't got nothing to do with you being saved. Man, if God can use a donkey, a bush, and a rooster, he can use me. And he can use you. Bump your neighbor, say, pick what you want to be. Some of y'all's already thinking what your neighbor is. Shame on you. My first leg job, I get down there. Man, I, I mean, I'm serious. I like get to praying. Then all of a sudden, I'm thinking, oh, my God, you're about to mess up. And I looked at her. I said, I forgot to ask. She said, what? I said, do you want to be shorter or taller? <laughs> that, that's legit. Man, I could have prayed and she came out like that. She said, I'm honest. She said, everybody in the family's tall. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm tall. I said, mm-hmm. She said, I need this leg to grow out. I'm like, that's what we're going to pray for. <laughs> you have not because you, huh? If your head's hurting, you don't pray for your foot if you got any sense. Huh? Am I right? If your back's hurting, you don't pray for, huh? You don't pray for your, huh? You, you have not because you ask not. I prayed for a woman one time. Pastor, it was so funny. I said, Mom, what do you want the Lord to do? I want the will of the Lord. Whatever he wants to do, I'll be willing to get it. I said, well, here's what he wants. He wants you to make a decision. We all laughing, but we've been we've been we've been privy to that. Some of us has even done it. Bless me, Lord. Bless me. He said, Where? What do you need? Why didn't you ask me? Just do it, Lord. Just do what? That just do it phrase come because that guy was playing good basketball. <laughs> he was doing something. You have not because you ask not. She said, I want to be, want that leg to grow out. I got back down there, leg job time again. Hey, Lord, I blamed it all on him and her. I said, you told her she was going to get a miracle. She told me she was going to get a miracle. I told Bishop she was going to get a miracle. I mean, I know y'all pray all holy. Me, I'm talking to the Lord like I, listen to me. If you're one of them pretty prayer people, you, that's why you ain't never got your answer. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, Lord, I'm standing here before the Almighty One. Listen to me. You want to get God's attention, you better get a little ghetto. <laughs> Say, I'm not playing, Lord. I need a little help. I, I ain't playing. I need a little help right now. It's like your kid running out in the street and the car's coming. You don't go, honey, don't do that. You could hurt yourself. You're, if you got any sense, you're like, you better get over here before I beat you down. Stand right here. 
My mama used to say, I'm going to break your arm off and beat you with the bloody end of it if you don't listen to me. We're from the South. We still believe in whipping. That time out mess don't work. Y'all keep on that time out. That's why they'll end up in prison. So anyway, it'd be time in then. <laughs> I've been both, so it don't matter. <laughs> so I didn't always do this. So anyway, we got to praying, Pastor. I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, if they was handing up on my faith, I mean, I'm pleading with the Lord. I already told him his reputation's on the line. We got done praying. She's up on the platform. She's sitting up on our platform tied to church. And I said, well, I said, uh, it happened? She goes, yep, thanks so. I said, well, okay, well, how do you know? She said, well, if you'll back up, I'll see. So, man, I backed up. She took her shoes off. She took a step forward. She took a step backwards. She looked at me. She said, yep, just like he told me to do at the kitchen. She said, he did it. I'm telling you, there's not one thing God can't do in this house. There's not one sickness God can't handle in this house. There's not one situation my God can't handle in this house. I'm telling you, God can do anything. When God steps in, anything's possible. I'm not being evangelistic. I can tell you thousands of stories how God, when somebody said something, God said, hold on, I still got to move. Let me do something. The Lord can do anything. A couple weeks ago, a woman come on a Monday night. You know, nobody has church on Monday. So, so you know, that was the Lord. We was having church on a Monday. <laughs> I mean, my God, people backslide if we had church on Monday. But anyway. I said, the Lord's going to heal you. She said, Okay. I mean, it's just, you know, there's a difference. See, people get all this messed up. There's a difference in prophesying and speaking a word of faith. Okay? People, people get that real mixed up. And if I look at somebody and say, hey, the Lord's going to bless you. That's just a word of faith. Speaking positive. I mean, that's better than the Lord's about to spank you. God's about to pop you down, you know? I mean, people who... So a word, just a word of faith. It's, it's just speaking. That Bible in Psalm says, he says, tell you, now, I bless you in the name of the Lord. And then it says, huh, I bless you in the name of the Lord. Then on down it says, and may the blessings of the Lord be upon you. That's not prophesying. That's speaking a word of faith. Well, I could tell that the woman, I ain't being rude, but she looked at my gift of suspicion was working. She looked a little sick. I said, ma'am, the Lord can heal you. She goes, yeah. I said, yeah. <laughs> so I pulled the next Jesus thing. I said, be healed <laughs> in Jesus' name. She goes, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't even from that church, come to find out, you know. That's Monday. We're going to have church Tuesday night. <laughs> Pastor said, we're going to go tomorrow night. I'm like, yeah, woo. okay, we're going to go tomorrow night. So we're there tomorrow. Next night, here come that woman with 12 people. I'm thinking, uh-oh. 
And I was like, Dad. They rolled on down. She goes, hey, I need to say something to you. I said, yeah, go ahead. My boy was there. He'll vouch for me. She says, uh, last night, you said I was going to be healed. I said, yeah. I said, you said, yeah. And she said, I did. She said, I went to the doctor today, and I demanded they see me. I'm like, uh-oh, I bet that went well. <laughs> and she said, and I flat out told them I ain't leaving until I get a scan done. And she goes, and I sat there all day, and she said, I got a scan done. And she goes, and here's what I come to tell you tonight. She said, this scan right here is my bladder full of cancer. She said, this scan is from today, and there's no cancer. Yeah. So I got to tell you more. Monday night, when I started talking about baptism, she wanted to be baptized. I didn't know what was wrong, but the, but the, the baptistry's way up at this church. They must have 50 or 60 stairs you got to go up. They need a lift. If y'all watching me, you need a lift in that church. I didn't even want to walk that far up. And there ain't nothing wrong with my knees. She went to go. She couldn't go up the stairs. So they're going to bring a trough, and we're going to fill it up outside and baptize her in a trough just in the parking lot, which is still good. Yeah, I done went to the swimming pool. I told her, we do whatever you want to do, but they're going to go get a trough. Well, now it's Tuesday night, brings 12 people back. They're all pumped up because she told them what happened at her church because there's no miracles happening at her church. That's what she said. Ain't nothing going on at my church like here. So she brought 12 members from that church to come check out this church because this church is smoking in miracles and signs and wonders. In fact, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we had 64 get the Holy Ghost. So I'm thinking if the Lord can take care of bladder and your cancer, my goodness. I said, so what do you want me to pray for now? She said, well, why not my knees? I said, why not your knees? So I got my hand. I'm on the platform. I got my hand. While I'm praying, I'm kind of looking around because I'm watching for them 12 because I know they're all, they ain't worshiping. They're like this. <laughs> they're waiting, you know, on the hookie pookie to come out, you know. <laughs> Waking on the hocus pocus. <laughs> And I'm praying, and while I'm looking at them, I feel her head leave my hand. And when I look down, she's in front of me doing squats. And I'm thinking, well, that don't look like you got no knee problem there. When she got done doing about 10 squats, I said, what? She said, I'll tell you what happened. She said, the Lord just took care of my knee. She took off running. She beat the baptismal people to the tank. She just went on. She said, I'm going to get baptized. I thought somebody better hurry up. She's going to baptize herself. I'm here to tell you when God steps in, anything's possible. When God steps in, anything can happen. When God begins to move, anything you can believe. All right. All right, I've been preaching 19 minutes, so here we go. I'm done. Sit down. I'm done preaching. Now, it's instruction time. Bump your neighbor. Say, I like that guy. Yeah, tell him. He preaches way shorter than pastor. Tell him. Go ahead. Tell him. It's all right. I got the mic. I'm in charge right now. He told me we got to be out by 9. I'm thinking, I, I thought I'd be back at the hotel by 9, but I didn't want to tell him that. I didn't even want to tell him. I didn't want to bust his bubble. You know, 
I thought, man, my Lord, what are they doing for that long? But anyway, uh, whew, I thought, Lord, I'm married. I was about to sweat down. <laughs> I'd get nervous. <laughs> God, I love to have fun. I love to have fun. So nobody will call us out tonight. You like that. Nobody will embarrass us tonight. I love that. Nobody's going to make anybody do anything that they don't want to do tonight. We should all love that. But in a few moments, I'm done preaching. I'm giving instructions now. Ain't nothing worse than coming to church not knowing what's about to happen. Man, when I come to church, I'm planning on God doing something. I, 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 listen, I, I'm telling you, if I got to get the Holy Ghost all by myself, I will. You got me? I, I'm planning on something happening when I come. Sometime I leave crying. Sometime I leave laughing. Sometime I'm, I, I leave thinking I feel like a million bucks. Sometime I leave thinking my wife has told somebody something. <laughs> and I'm going to get her when we get home. So nobody will call us out. Nobody will embarrass us. Nobody will make us do anything that we don't want to do. In a few moments, I'm going to ask everybody to bow their head and close their eyes. In a few moments. And here's why I do that. The first reason is, is I want us to be real with ourselves. Okay? The second reason I ask people to bow their head and close their eyes is because we live in a very nosy world. You raise your hand, your neighbor goes, Hey, what'd you do? <laughs> and you can't help yourself. You tell them. Well, I was here and I, 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 I and they go, oh, I can't believe you done that. And they're like, I know. I wasn't even planning on it. And then, of course, so it makes us feel better, we say, the devil made me do it. Sometimes I think the devil goes, oh, my Lord, I didn't even think of that. The devil said, it's been weeks since I've been to church, and I show up tonight, and they're lying on me. The devil says, write that down, boys. We're going to use that on the next group. That's a good one. Why tell your neighbor what you've done when your neighbor can't forgive you of a sin? Why, why tell your neighbor what you've done when it ain't never going to do no good? They can't, they can't fix it. That's why you got to tell God. Hey, God, here I am. I made up boo-boo. He goes, I know. And you're still here. Well, you got to think about that. Think about all the boo-boos we've made. You notice I didn't say you, I said we. <laughs> think about all the boo-boos we've made, and we're still here. Cool. It's got to be a good God. Huh? When you really think about that. So don't tell your neighbor, because your neighbor don't forgive you. And the third reason I ask people to bow their head and close their eyes, I don't want people to say, well, I came to church on Wednesday night, and I'm leaving the same way that I came. Why would you come to church 
and leave the same way you came. Let, let God work it out for us. If you got a situation, let God work it out. If you got a problem, let God work it out. If you got a sickness, let God work it out. If you got a dilemma in your body, your mind, or your spirit, just, just let God work it out. Say, here it is, Lord. All right? So you'll know. Nobody's going to shake on you tonight. You like that. Nobody's going to pull on you tonight. We like that. Nobody's going to do your thirst like that tonight. We like that. Nobody's going to rub on you. There ain't no genie coming out. Ain't nobody going to do all that. Now, if you help me in the altar in a few moments and you're a shaker, I want you to run outside and shake real good and then come back in here and act like you got sense. You know what I'm saying? Okay. If you don't know what I'm saying, come see me and I'll explain it where I'm from and say mo better. I can explain it mo better. Okay. We're going to act like we got sense tonight when we're praying for one another. We're going to be respectful of one another. Because God's a gentleman. God's not a loose cannon. All right. So nobody will call us out. Nobody will embarrass us, but in a few minutes, we'll come to the front as a family, and we'll repent as a family, and then we'll just say, God, this is what I need, and then we're going to pray and believe, and the Lord can do whatever it is that we need him to do. Is that fair enough? Everybody like that? Bump your neighbor, say, I like that guy. Thank you so much. I like you. We're in the right place. All right, bow your head and close your eyes. Every head bow, every eye closed. Nobody's looking around. This is between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody in this house here tonight, you got pain in your body right now. Would you lift your hand? You got pain in your body. Hands are going up all over the building, uh, all over the building, front to the back, side to side, literally in every section. Hands are lifted in every section. That's beautiful. You can put them down. Thank you. Before you lift your hand, just listen. Every time you take a step forward, the enemy, the liar, the deceiver, Satan by name tries to push you two steps back. For some, it might be your marriage. For some, it might be your relationship. For some, it might be your finances. For some, it might be your workforce. For some, it might be your ministry. For some, it might be your schooling or your neighborhood. And every time you try to do something for the kingdom of God, it seems like the enemy comes in like a flood. And tries to destroy you. But you're in this house here tonight. And you say, you know what? God, I'm about to let you step into my situation. I'm going to ask you, Lord, to step into my situation. And you're in this building. And you need a divine intervention from God. You need him to handle a situation for you. Would you lift your hand? You need him to do that. Hands are being lifted all over this house. Front to the back, side to side. Literally in every section. Front to the back. That's beautiful. You can put them down. Thank you. I'm not talking about once saved, always saved. That's not in the Bible. That's man-made religion. I'm not talking about accepting the Lord as your personal Savior. That's not in the Bible. That's man-made religion. I'm talking about what the Word of God says, that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, filled all the house where they were sitting, put it in clothing tongues like as a fire, set upon each and every one of them, and they were all, not some, but they were all, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gave them utterance. Now, 
you've never spoke with other tongues, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. That doesn't mean that you've done something wrong. Uh, that just means it's a gift that comes from God that you haven't received yet. And as far as you know, with your walk with Jesus Christ, you've never spoke that heavenly language uh, like they done in the Bible. Would you lift your hand? Never spoke that heavenly language uh, like they done in the Bible. Okay, thank you. All right, uh, thank you. All right, thank you so much. Uh, that's beautiful. You can put them down. Thank you. All right, now, before you lift your hand, just listen. If the Lord came in the next 30 minutes, are you ready? If the answer is no, if the answer is I'm not for sure, if the answer is, well, let me repent and move some stuff around. All those answers are beautiful because here's why. The Lord Jesus Christ has not come back yet for his bride. That means that we still have a chance to be renewed or refilled in the gift of the Holy Ghost. The second coming, the catching away, the trump of God has not sounded yet. So that means that we still have a chance to be renewed or refilled. Let me put a clause in here. To be renewed or refilled doesn't mean you sinned. To be renewed or refilled means that you are shoring up your relationship with Jesus Christ. You're making sure that all is well between you and him. For if he would come in the next 30 minutes, you know that you'd be able to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And you're in this house and you need to be renewed or refilled. Would you lift your hand? Being honest. Again, hands are going up all across the building, front to the back, side to side, literally in every section. That's beautiful. You can put them down. You can lift your head and Open your eyes. Let me move quickly for the sake of time, honestly. Okay? Many hands were lifted in the building. I would safely say that 70% of the building lifted their hands. You know what that lets me know? That God has found favor, that everything is well. And he said, here's what I'm going to do. No man comes to the Father except the Spirit draws him. Now, I'm an evangelist. I'm not a pastor. The pastor is always appreciative of everybody that shows up. But a pastor's heart also starts looking and saying, I wonder where so-and-so is. Oh, that's right. They text me. They're on vacation. I wonder where so. That's the heart of a shepherd, to love the sheep that is here, but also worry about the one that left the 99. That's the heart of a shepherd. The evangelist comes in and says, oh, look at all the people. And don't care where that one is because I don't even know them. Can't be worried about something I don't know. So I'm looking at all the people. No man comes to the Father except the Spirit draws him. So the reason we're here tonight in this place, because there was something in you today say, oh, yeah, it's church tonight, and I better go. That was the Spirit of the Lord going, hey, stop. Come on, I got something for you. Come on, I got something for you. Man, what a God. Could have been anywhere else tonight, but instead, here we are. 70, 75% of the building lifted their hands. So in a moment, I'm going to ask for everyone to stand that's able. If you're not able, you're not being rude, mean, disrespectful. You're just not able. But if you're able. And do we have, I, I shouldn't even do this openly. We have altar workers here, people that help in the altar ministry. 
We got some men. You, you know who pastor will point at you. If you don't get pointed at, don't get offended. Oh, my God. He didn't even point at me. You're okay. All right. And we're going to just come up here. Everybody that lifted your hands, we're going to ask you to come. And then what we're going to do is we're going to repent as a family together. We're going to tell the Lord what we need. Everybody will be saying their own needs. Nobody's listening to somebody else. Then we're going to speak the word of faith. And whatever we need in this house tonight, I'm telling you. I'm just telling you. It ain't no smoke and mirrors. I'm telling you now. The Lord moves. He can do anything. I mean, literally anything. You good with that? All right. Would you stand, please? All right. Uh, our ministry. Do we? Oh, leave the lights on. I'm scared of the dark. Leave the lights on. <laughs> Cut them. Whoa. I know y'all might do that here, but I'm scared of the dark. Put them back up. I'll wait. Leave the light. I know y'all think we need music. Mm-mm. Throw them back. Come on. Here they come. Lord, how mercy. I, I sleep with a nightlight, my friend. There you go. All right. We go. Go ahead. Get them on up. I see y'all looking at Pastor. It's all right. He's okay. We ain't going to fall out. Okay. Here we go. All right. Who helps us in the altar, Pastor? Uh, all right. Come on. All right. Just me and you. All right. Come on. Okay. So, all right. Well, I, this is my first time here. See, I didn't even ask no questions. All right. So, me and you. Come on. Me and you. Who? Get your wife up here. She can help us. Come on. Did you ask Pastor? Okay, yeah, my boy. All right, there we go. Anybody else? Who, who else you like? Yeah, I like her. She looks good. I like it. If you, listen, if you sung tonight on the platform, you ought to come help me in the altar. If you good enough sing, you good enough to pray for somebody. If you can't pray for somebody, I don't want to hear you sing. All right. Y'all going to love me before it's all over with. All right. Huh? Am, I, am I in? Well, hug me. I mean, make me feel better. Okay, let's scoot out some. Let's scoot down some. Here we go. Man, am I taking over here or what? Yeah. Now you say, who are these? These people lead worship and sing. They got gift of faith. That young lady was singing, man. That's anointed. Do you realize... When she was singing, do you realize the Bible said that, that when the minstrel began to play, they begin to prophesy upon those instruments. You see, when they begin to worship and, and sing and do all that, I heard Pastor talking about worship. That's what creates the atmosphere for the place of habitation. When there's no worship, it's just visitation. Visitation means he didn't come to stay. Habitation means when you got here, the Lord said, I was already here. All right, so now, here we go. You might be next to a friend, a family member, a co-worker, a guest. You might be next to someone you never met before, and you're thinking, man, I raised my hand, and I, I want to go pray, but I don't want to go by myself. Welcome to the friendliest church in town. That's right. You ought to be happy. You know what you do? You just tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, I want to go pray. Go with me. They'll say, okay. No joke. 
They'll come. You might be in the middle, and there's people on both sides, and you're thinking, I want to get out, and I want to go pray, but how do I get out? It's easy at this church. You just tap somebody on the shoulder and say, excuse me, I need to get out. If they don't move, just run over them, and you, and you come on down, and when they get up, we'll pray for them. All right. You good? All right. If you lifted your hand, or maybe you didn't, but now you're thinking, man, I just thought of something the Lord could do. You're in luck at this church. He's a God of second chance here. So if you want the Lord to do something for you tonight, would you just step out and just begin to come down? And here they come. Now, here's what we're going to do. Altar ministers, motion for them to come your way. That's right. Let's not stop in the halls and, tra- and cause a traffic jam. Let's just keep coming. That's right. Let's just keep coming. That's right. Let's just keep coming. Yeah, folks are still coming. Yeah, folks are still coming. Yeah. I know what people were thinking. Did 70% of the church really lift their hands? Turn around and look. You can see it for yourself. Y'all know you want to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here they come. Here they come. Yeah. They still coming down. Come on. Come on down where the price is right. Yeah. Hey. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. The Lord's going to bless us in this house tonight. Now, altar, uh, I, uh, prayer folks, here we go, altar ministers. When you're done praying with somebody, I want you to go to the next one. And then I want you to go to the next one. So let me tell the congregation, if you feel somebody brushing by you, you're not getting pickpocketed. <laughs> They're going to the next person to pray for them. Because look how many people we got in the altar here tonight. Yeah. Okay, we got pastoral team members. I need you to come on up here. Work your way through the crowd. Pastoral team members, work your way through the crowd and come to the front and turn around and face the crowd. And here they come. Pastor wants... No, I didn't. (laughs) I was thinking that, but it's my first time here, and I want to be able to come back. My God. All right. Come on, Brother Rich. Okay. All right, Brother Rich. All right. If y'all don't see Brother Rich talking in tongues before he leaves, I want somebody. That's a good man. That's a good man. All right, you ready? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to repent as a family. Let me explain. I've never been here, so let me explain this. I'm going to lead us in repentance. People looking at me. I need you to hear me, though. I can't repent for you. If I could, everybody be saved right now. The Lord could come in 10 seconds if I was in charge because I want everybody to go to heaven. Don't you? But I, I'm, I'm going to lead us in repentance, but you're praying for yourself. The reason I lead in repentance is because I'm trying to cover all the bases so that we can get all this old flesh out and Jesus can get all of himself in. I don't want the Lord to walk with me. I want the Lord to walk in me. All right? So it's going to happen. We're going to repent. After we repent, we're all going to just start saying, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. You say, ooh, I got the Holy Ghost. Beautiful. Get it again. And we're just going to keep saying, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. And, it, and, then, and then whatever it is that you need, in a few minutes, we're going to loose it. I'm going to give instructions. You're going to say some things, and we're going to bind it in the outer darkness, and we're going to speak the word of faith, and I promise you the Lord is going to move all across this building. Is that okay? All right. Let's repent. Say, Lord. Forgive me of all my sins. I'm sorry, Lord, 
for everything that I've thought, that I've done, that I've said, that I've heard. Forgive me, Lord, of things I don't even realize I have done. I give myself 100% to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my miracle, for my deliverance, for my healing. Thank you, Lord, for filling me and refilling me with the gift of the Holy Ghost, the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Now, we're going to do something a little different. Say, I loose. Now, whatever's coming against your body, your mind, or your spirit, just begin to tell the Lord right now. It's going to sound like a rumble in this altar right now. Just speak it out. You remember I said you have not because you ask not. Whatever you want the Lord to do in your life, you begin to speak that out right now. See, I told you it sounded like a rumble. Everybody's doing something different in the altar. That's right. Everybody's saying something different. That's right. It's about to happen right now. Whatever you want from the Lord. That's right. I'm going to give it about 30 seconds. It'll feel like an hour, but I'm giving it about 30 seconds. Yeah, that's right. Whatever you want the Lord to do, whatever you want the Lord to do, just begin to tell him. Come on, I'm going to give it about 20 more seconds. There you go. Whatever you want God to do in your body, your mind, or your spirit, begin to let that happen right now. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm going to give it about, mm, about 10 more seconds. You keep telling him. Everything you want him to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Come on, I'm going to give it about five more seconds right there. You just tell him everything you want right there. There you go. Uh-huh. There you go. There you go. Now I want you to say, I bind it in the outer darkness. Now you tell the Lord whether you need a healing or a miracle or the Holy Ghost. Tell him right now. Tell him right now. All right. Are you telling him? All right, here it comes. Ministry, I want you to get ready. When I speak the word of faith, I want you to begin to lay your hands upon these people. Are you ready? By the authority in the word of God and by the power of the name Jesus, receive it now in the name of Jesus. Go ahead, altar ministers. Begin to find somebody to pray for right now. Lay your hands upon them right now. By the authority, receive it now, I say, in Jesus' name. Now I need a praying church. There you go. Come on. Here it comes right now. God, I'm asking right now for the power and the presence. 